need to stop, start, one, two, three, there's no counting, we're just counting. So how long have you been in Hong Kong now? And we, actually, these guys don't know. I think they're never I've been, been here before. two years at the end of this month. Two years? Yeah. How's the journey of two years? I know you came on very right time. <laughs> well, no, it's been, yeah, it's been crazy. Because I got here literally, you know, all the uh, political unrest and everything was going on. And uh, everyone in the U.S. was like, you're going to Hong Kong <laughs> right now? <laughs> On this time? <laughs> uh, right now? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, and honestly, you know, I, I just wanted something different, wanted to experience something new. So, uh, yeah, we moved out here, moved our whole lives out here, and uh, then we're here for a month, and then COVID hits. <laughs> so we had some, like, normalcy for a very short amount of time. And, um, you know, Hong Kong is very different uh, than the U.S. in general, you know, just even figuring out where to figuring out where to like shop for basic things. You know, in the U.S., we have these big box stores Walmart. where you can Walmart, Target. You can just go and buy everything you need. But it's more easier here. You know, you can buy. It's just a good you have to go like street. eighteen different shops to get like five things. Really? Yeah. How about the welcome over here? Like back for, shop but stuff. for groceries, but not for like everything. Like Target has like groceries and everything. Like. For the house, anything you would so want. So we don't have that kind of shopping mall in Hong Kong? Not really. How about City Super? Not really. They don't sell so, like vacuum cleaners. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So those, those, those I, I never went to state. So those supermarkets, everything from, let's talk about ginger to vacuum cleaner. They have like everything. In Target or like Costco, you buy in bulk. Also, you know, when you're in the U.S., we all have cars. And, well, moving here from Los Angeles, no one walks. Yeah. And uh, so g even getting groceries, you know, you go to the store, you pick everything up. Here you have to carry everything back with you. So that was a whole new thing. And, yeah, we're it, especially when it's, like, super hot in the middle of summer here, the last thing you want to do is carry a bunch of stuff extra after working all day. So. How is the weather in L.A. then? I mean, it's perfect. Like, honestly, no, it's so it's, nice all the time. It's not hot? There's no hot? a little bit in the summer but it's dry and it's nice and yeah but don't you think I, everyone talk about LA LA is the, the is the place that is all the fake thing happen all the what a fake thing fake fake Hollywood. things oh fake things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah I think it's interesting because people you know put up a kind of a barrier yeah yeah in LA they, everyone's really really nice but you can't tell if they're just being nice to be that's nice the thing. or that's if the they're thing. actually being yeah. nice but once you were there for a little bit, you know, you really find some genuinely awesome people. Um, like you. Uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think the same thing is here a bit, actually. I, I found that when we moved here, one of the other things that was very different is when you meet people here, especially expats, um, people put up barriers because you're constantly seeing people come and go, right? You know, people come here for one year, two years, and then leave. And so it's, I think a lot of people are kind of have this mindset of protecting themselves to not get too attached to people um, because you know protecting themselves from the feelings of like oh you're gonna miss this person right really? so it's, it's hard to build like really good connections with people sometimes but uh, just like when I uh, was in Los Angeles and I moved there from uh, from Arizona when I first got to Los Angeles it was hard to meet people but um, 
you know, after time you meet some really nice people like yourself and yeah. uh, <laughs> start, start building uh, relationships with, you know, genuinely great relationships. I mean, uh, what, I, what I see when expat people come to Hong Kong, they get along pretty quick because you know you have, you here in different countries or like there's, let's say, different city, so you need to make friends. But I didn't know they actually make that barrier to not to get too close, not to get too... So this is something that we can't figure out, man. Yeah, no, no, it's it, so you're right in that when you do meet people, uh, it's really quick, right? You start, you, hey, meet someone, let's go yeah. do something. It's yeah. in, especially in Hong Kong, I mean, our social life is way crazier than it was in LA because yeah. it's so easy to get around. Get around and yeah. uh, if you don't live within 10 minutes, 20 minutes of someone in LA, you'll see them maybe twice a year because <laughs> <laughs> the traffic and everything, and it's so, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. So here, there's no excuse. You know, you jump on the MTR and you're anywhere in 30 minutes. So um, there's always something going on. And like you said, you know, people, uh, especially because people don't know each other, um, it's kind of like if you go to university freshman year and yeah. every, no one knows anyone and everyone's trying to grasp onto whoever they meet. Um, and so you do meet a lot of people, especially if you're outgoing. And, uh, but the problem is, like I said, like a deeper connection can be challenging sometimes. But, uh, so my question, how do we filter? Let's say if I'm going to live in other city, you have experience, I have never lived out of, out, of, out of Hong Kong. So how do you filter? How do you know people are genuine or people? Well, I think you, it, I over time, no, it just I takes time. No, no, it, it just takes time because, you know, you see people's true colors after a while and, um, I've met some awesome, awesome people in Hong Kong. Some are going to be closer friends than others. Just in general, uh, when you meet someone, um, I don't think anyone is tr necessarily trying to not build, you know, a relationship with you or something. But um, sometimes maybe the the, the hard to like and dislike, right? Like it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I wish I could give you a straight answer of yeah. like this is how you tell. But I think it just comes from trial and error, and uh, yeah, that's. I think for me, that's been the biggest challenge. No, but like those uh, connections. My experience, you're uh, very, you're not outgoing, outgoing, but you're very easy to get along kind of person. So you always positive. You know, that's why I see in you, and there's a few people that I see. They they're never. I don't. I never see you unhappy or angry. You're always smiling. You're always sharing your positivity, which is very good. And when I ask you about this podcast, was you? Like, yeah, let's do it. I have asked a lot of people. They're like, oh, so what is it about? What is this? What are you like? Yeah, man, I trust you. Let's do it. <laughs> At the I beginning, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I got here, and I was yeah, like, mm, uh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's change. Let's change. I, I don't like it now. <laughs> no, no. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty outgoing, and I, I really, I think for me, my biggest thing that I enjoy is meeting new people and uh, you know I genuinely am interested to meet people I, I'm genuinely interested to hear about people's life experiences and um, it's fascinating to me you know everyone comes from a different background everyone you yeah. know has their own life experiences and so uh, for me it's just really interesting to, to hear people's you know perspective on things because everyone has a different perspective and yeah. I think I that remember when we first hike we also talk about tequila and mezcal and yeah. he, tried, he tried to change my perspective <laughs> just you know no pressure no pressure but yeah i mean yeah so you know 
just in general, you know, I, I just really enjoy, you know, connecting with people. And some people it's easier to connect with than others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, right? It just takes time. Yeah. It just takes time. But I think it also comes with the how do you, is, one is a cultural thing, mm -hmm. I realize, after meeting different types of people. Also, how actually, how do you grow up? What was your background, right? Like how, because some people grow up pretty tough time when they're a kid. Oh, sure. Tough time can be uh, educational, money-wise, parenting. There's so many expect, but yeah, I don't. From your side, I think the way you act with the people, you always sharing love and mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's easier to get people to open up when you're having a, a few uh, tequilas yeah. and mezcal. So, yeah. so what do you do in Hong Kong for two years now? Yeah, uh, well, like professionally, I actually work for a private logistics company. Um, so I manage relationships uh, here in Asia for that uh, US-based logistics company. So uh, it's been actually a very interesting year. For my whole life, I've worked in logistics. And anytime I tell people, oh, this is what I do, their brains automatically turn off. Yeah. And I see that glaze go yeah. over people's eyes. I'm sure, I'm sure. I don't care about logistics The first time you told me, I was like, uh, so relationships, so you get the A to meet them B and you tell them, yeah, shake hand, relationship. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. And then, you know, logistics in general is such a broad, you know, term. I think people uh, don't really want to know more about it. But in the last two years, it's really become a hot topic in the news around the world uh, because of supply chain issues and, uh, con and consumers are starting to see it. So, it, you know, being a, a bar owner, you've probably seen that certain supplies are harder to get yeah. or take longer to get and something like that. So I think people are more interested in it now. And they're asking, they're actually asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's supply chain it doesn't count in your, in your uh, profession. It doesn't have to be ABC, but it's everything. Yeah. yeah it yeah. can be electric. It can be... Wheels, alcohol, anything, car right? Car wheels, yeah, lighting, you know, any, uh, yeah, electronics, anything. Yeah, so we ship everything. Since you're the professional that we, I have first time met, I want to know what what happened with that canal thing, man. There's a gigantic <laughs> stuff guy. What? How does it work? Actually, this is a very interesting thing. Yeah, we, I never find out. I don't know what happened. That thing looked very huge. It uh, tracked a lot of international media. Yeah, and I find out. I was just reading two days ago. <laughs> so they paid, I don't know how many hundred millions of money to government of Egypt. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was going through the Suez Canal. Yes. Yes. And, yes. Uh, it's a basically um, one of the only ways to efficiently get cargo from the like Asia area or gen you know, mostly from China, obviously, uh, to Europe. And the so only way. It's the the most efficient way. So but there are other ways. Least, least expensive, most efficient way to do it is through that canal. And <laughs> there was already a huge issue with uh, containers, you know, being stuck in different areas of the world. So there's already there there was already an issue a huge issue with supply chain um, all throughout different aspects of supply chain before this happened. And so when this happened, basically it's like if uh, you get a, a something clogged in your drain and nothing can get through, yeah. right? So it was the same thing, right? So nothing could get through from Asia to uh, Europe and Europe to Asia. And so all these, uh, not only is the issue, you know, we can't uh, get this boat, 
whatever product is on this boat to wherever it's trying to go. But now all the ships on both sides that are trying to use are now stuck and it keeps piling up, right? So it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So we ran into a situation where it, an already complex supply chain that had has lots of different moving pieces are all being getting worse and worse and worse. And but so how yeah. did you know this thing has been going for like I'm sure ages and now suddenly I have never seen that big gigantic there like, man, that is so it's, huge. It, I mean it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty astonishing that they were yeah they managed to get it that stuck and I, I can't I mean I wasn't driving the boat so I But you have it. some idea how to, that They're, how can that stuck in the middle right it kind of, I can't even imagine and it's like it's just like it's not like the first time that big boat is going through they're like oh we didn't figure out my this is huge but that thing is there it's a little bit of a joke that in the industry that some people were saying that they were just trying to increase demand the carrier oh. was trying to increase demand you know if by putting more pressure on the supply chain so they have their, they can drive up costs something like that uh, listen that's just kind of uh, people joking about it but uh, in could, reality, you never, stuck, you never know. You never know. I don't know. In reality, it's stuck, right? <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea how they got it that stuck, though. It's, yeah. It made some. It made so, uh, for some really funny memes, though. I, I saw some yeah. funny ones there. <laughs> that thing is so big, and nothing can go, come through or come out of there. It was it was a big. That's the first time I see the supply chain. That was <laughs> that was your introduction. Yeah, to supply, the supply chain. chain after you, after meeting you. <laughs> because we get stuff. We get stuck stuff in um, supermarket easy. Yeah. Who, the, who knows? Let's talk about even the the, the the this mic. I don't know where's this mic from, but probably we, China. Is probably China? No, most it's most electronics probably. So for us, it's no problem then. Yeah. We, <laughs> You would think so, but it's kind of interesting. I order products, you know, you go on Amazon or whatever, and it's weird because I'll get better pricing from the U.S. and ship it from the U.S. to here than I'll get from like a, a local company here. Why is that? It's I honestly do not know why. It, it's I'm guessing because they order so much bulk to the U.S. that their cost is so low no. once they get it to the U.S. that it, I guess it's just built into the cost, but. I found that like uh, TVs, for instance, if I bought a TV in the U.S., it was way less expensive than buying a TV here, which I thought is crazy because they're all made over here. No, oh, oh yeah, I think we have one thing that I, you know, the the floating box. Oh yeah, that yeah. We yeah. Use, that you use. It's for made in China, uh-huh. <clears throat> but we order from state. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I I don't know. Is it a cost? Is it a cost no because situation? no because they they when we go through the online uh, website, yeah. it says it's coming from there, and I'm pretty sure, man, it's it's coming from there. I hope, but it's like, why don't you just send it to me from here, right? It's easier. But also, this is the the company who sell this. Yeah, it's called Levitation. Is it Levitation? Why can you have to search? The, is the Levitation or Levitate the 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 floating box? The worst company ever, man. The worst. Seriously. Tell, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> so I tell you, when you wanted to order, they'll they'll reply you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's ready. And once you pay, yeah, they vanish. But you will receive your product. I mean, but but as 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 a as a customer, yeah, we always wanted to know. Hey, what is the update? Sure. Where's the delivery? 
they will never reply to you once you get once they get their money. That's nice. But you will get your product. You will get product. And we we had like a four of them which has been broken. Yeah. And I to, I asked them, can we fix it? Nothing back. Nothing Crickets. Back, man. That's too I, I, man, this this U.S. company always does that, man. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You know what's kind of interesting is people, uh, from what I've heard, people will actually order iPhones from the U.S. Uh, or people in China will order uh, iPhones from the U.S. and not get them in China because they trust the vendors in the U.S. more, you know, not having knockoff, you know, phones or anything like that. Than in China, but how it's, crazy I is think, that? I think is is uh, maybe it's changing, but no, it's it's true because uh, what I find out from uh, shoes, easy, is that easy? Easy? Yeah, easy, 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 easy shoes. Okay. So you know the easy shoes from uh, Kenya. Oh, West? easy. Yeah, yeah, easies, easies, easies. With a Y, right? Easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. <laughs> so we order uh, easies. These guys order so. I can tell you, I don't know which one is real. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a, a huge sneaker. No, head. but even you said. Like, oh, you mean like the fakes are so good? No, you don't know which one is a fake, can't which tell one the, is real. The yeah. Difference. Yeah, 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 because we we got for okay, this website is legit. We got an order from them, pay fucking three three thousand hundred dollar, and shoes comes, and we got a fake shoes which is a four hundred dollar. And shoes comes, exactly the same. And and there is some mistake I see more on a legit company side like fuck the color getting off, and so so who is the who's the cops over here right? Yeah. But yeah. you there is some people you can send it to them to get to uh, to find out it's real or not. But for the shoes, the biggest fake market is in Turkey. Oh really? Yeah, Turkey um, after China. So these country make the the all these. Fake shoes, easy LV man, you name it, man, you name it. You want you want to contact? <laughs> <laughs> maybe later, maybe later. Yeah, it's also supply chain, man. Yeah, supply chain. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what brought me out here, you know. And uh, but ever since moving out here, um, you know, it's it, it's been a whole process. It, for my job, I was supposed to be traveling throughout Asia and meeting with. And different suppliers and things like that, different partners throughout Asia, and obviously, you know, move here and everything got shut down, so didn't really get to do that. Um, but one of the nice things about everything shutting down is I got to really focus on Hong Kong, yeah. and I really got to meet a lot of awesome people in Hong Kong and uh, explore Hong Kong because there, there's actually so, there's always something new for me. At least I'm still discovering new things yes. in so Hong true. Kong every so day. Every every day, Hong Kong, I I I. I Give example. Hong Kong is like a Facebook page. It's always have to. It's always refreshing every day. Every time yeah. is new thing coming. But if you don't want to get an update, it's up to you. You can live in some of the island that people live. Yeah, it's fine. But if you wanted to get up to date, you come to the city. There's always new thing happen. Yeah. And people like you, you don't want to meet new new friends. You have time. Which is also <laughs> one sure. aspect. Um, so you you meet new people, and and that's how you get to know new people. That's how I think you met Jay, and you guys started the Mescal Mission. Yeah, which yeah, exactly. I, think, I mean, yeah, we can talk about Mescal Mission, which is how sure. you do, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. So Mescal Mission is basically something that so you reference uh, Jay uh, Jay Khan from yeah. Koa. Uh, 
Shout out just got yeah, shout number, out to Jay. number seven. <laughs> Hello, shout seven. out to Jay. <laughs> number, number seven bar in, in the, world the world just got announced. Man, really huge congrats man. to not just Jay, but the entire team. Uh, everyone at Coa is super awesome. Um, but yeah, Jay and I uh, you know, became friends just from me going into Coa as a, uh, a guest and um, wanting to, I'm, I've, you know, growing up in the Southwest of the US, I've always been a huge agave fan, uh, mostly tequila. Um, and then when I met Jay, I started, uh, Jay and the, and the whole Coa team, I started exploring different mezcals. Uh, actually, Asia hooked me up with a couple of different mezcals that I really started to like. And um, yeah, so that was, that was really cool, uh, getting to meet everyone. And then uh, Jay and I started uh, hiking. And actually, we did a night hike. And on our night hike, we were uh, talking about, you know, building knowledge about tequila and mezcal and agave, spirit, agave yeah. spirits and we thought you know we we're thinking about how do you build that knowledge because most people in, in hong kong as you know you think of tequila as like shoot uh yeah. lime and salt and shoot and the end of the night we're, uh, and then the next morning lots you of regrets blame right to tequila. Yeah. <laughs> no, i mean i think and there's nothing wrong with that i think most people uh, were introduced to tequila that way right um, but there's so much more to tequila and mezcal and agave distillates than just shooting it. There's uh, a lot of passion behind uh, creating some really amazing distillates. And so we wanted to show people uh, all that hard week, uh, hard work that goes into creating these wonderful, wonderful distillates and at least teach people how to look for the right thing as opposed to maybe uh, some uh, types of tequila that use shortcuts to make uh, the product. So we really wanted to focus on like family run businesses and, and things like that. Uh, a lot of the types of brands that Koa uh, likes to uh, show everyone. And we were thinking about how do we do this? We wanted to do it actually uh, for free for the whole public um, because we just wanted to educate people. Yeah. Uh, but when you do something for free, you know, people will sign up and yeah. then they won't come and whatever. Maybe they'll not show up. Maybe no. Yeah, exactly. We wanted to keep people on the hook, but also, um, or, or we wanted people to or make it accessible, but also make sure that people show up. So we decided that we'd charge, but in order, uh, not just to charge, but to donate 100% of the proceeds to charity. Um, and it's just a, a really, really nice match because uh, at least in, in Mexico where there's all these uh, tequilas and mezcals are being produced, there are huge uh, sources for uh, helping people's livelihoods in these communities. Um, and a lot of these family-owned uh, distilleries, they really, you know, are a community, and they help each other, and it helps uh, bring up everyone. And we wanted to kind of mimic that here in Hong Kong, and so we partnered with a charity called Habitat for Humanity, um, who helps. Uh, they they do some really amazing things here in Hong Kong, helping uh, lower-income families and elderly people. Uh, with uh, more or helping them with housing um, and help, right now they're doing a lot of things with uh, improving the uh, sanitary uh, standards and things like that for, for people who maybe can't do it on their own. 
So they just have some really awesome programs, and we're really happy to be partnered with them. Yeah, so I, I also joined one of the one of the class. What did you think? It's good. Yeah. So that's the thing I think is that class is uh, to to introduce what is actually agave spirit. Yeah. Rather than the selling it. Yeah, yeah. And then after after your class, and you decide whenever you go, whenever you want to drink it. If you don't want to drink it, it's up to you. But it's just more like. Uh, Acknowledge and you know like getting sharing the information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we we just want to show everyone You know what to look for when they're out. Yeah, if you if you choose it. Yeah, great If you don't no, no problem, <laughs> yeah. and we actually get a lot of questions about how to drink it and uh, You know what to what to order what not to order and we always tell people that you know at the end of the day drink something how you like to drink it drink we'll give our suggestion on how we like to drink it and why we like to drink it certain ways but uh, at the end of the day you know it's your body yeah, it's what you like yeah. and we're not going to tell you what to like and what not to like that's American way man nah. I respect that <laughs> people don't like to get people don't like to tell what to do right and in America they're like okay I'll fucking short it what's my what's your problem I'm buying it <laughs> it's true I, I, I would say before you shoot it, maybe take a little sip and, yeah. and see what it's all about before taking a shot. That way you can appreciate it for what it is, but you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's very... Uh, because everything when it comes to talking about spirit, everything when it comes to high ABV people think is, is, is bad, mm. but they don't realize all of the most expensive whiskey which has been... That's the barrel strength and stuff. They're all fifty-five percent alcohol, man. Some yeah. of them sixty, sixty-five. Like as you know, I love myself mezcal and tequila. Yesterday I was in a bar, and one of my friends, I don't know when we're gonna. Then one of my friends, let's open twenty-five years of whiskey and we're gonna have dinner. I was like, man, you know, I don't drink whiskey. <laughs> He's like, this guy's a fancy like mezcal and tequila. <laughs> I'm not fancy. I just You're like, a fancy guy. You're a fancy guy. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I just know what I like and what I don't like. I, I, for me, uh, I, I, there's no don't like or dislike. It's just like I, I, the the time has passed for me for the for the whiskeys. So and why um, why is that? Do you think? So I don't know. Is you know when I was growing up, we drink a lot of whiskey. Yeah. We started. I mean, we started drinking alcohol since pretty young age. Uh, where I'm from, I'm from Nepal. And and then we moved to only rich people get to drink beer. So if okay, talking about the alcohol in Nepal, if you drink beer, that means you're rich. Really? Yeah. Like any kind of beer. In any general? kind of beer. Wow. In, especially when I was there, so we we never get to see beers. Yeah, I get to see beers, but we're coming from a not well enough family, so we would just get to see the beers. And people, rich people, drink. So we like we just drink uh, local made alcohol. That's the reason I love mezcal and tequila because it's kind of remind me of the same way that we have before. Is well, I mean, it's still now we make uh, the pot still mm -hmm. homemade yeah. alcohol with the rice, uh, millet, uh, sugar cane. Oh, cool. Uh, Sometimes, so it's is homemade. It's exactly like uh, sochu or let's say mezcal. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's just like we 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 don't have that market to promote as as a, a, a brand yeah. yet. Uh, so that's why people don't know. But it's exactly the same. So yeah, we start early, and then I was start I, I, when I joined the bartending. I get to the whiskey. I was drinking whiskey, 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 and then moved to rum, 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 rum. But I always have a love for tequila and mezcal. And right now, I was like, I, I just want to. So I kind of. Minimize my choices, so yeah. easy, easier for me to 
to choose my poison. <laughs> Your pick of poison. Yeah, no, I, the interesting thing about mezcal, and one of the things that I really appreciate about it is that um, for a very, very long time, mezcal was produced uh, mostly for the communities where it was being produced, just like, you know, yeah. in Nepal. And th- it was actually looked down upon as kind of like this you know, not so still, still, great yeah. quality uh, distillate. Uh, even in Mexico, people didn't really drink it as much outside of maybe Oaxaca or something like that. And only over the past, you know, uh, 20, 15, 20 years, has it, and really in the last five years, has it started exploding the way that we're seeing it today. It's one of the fastest growing uh, distillates in the world. And it's still produced. You know, and, uh, most of it is still produced in this like really, really traditional way. old way, right? Yeah, yeah, old way. And I'm just hoping that as it you know starts getting bigger and bigger, um, so that we can it produce as 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 a, as a the higher volume, like <laughs> well, well, with, with the higher volume, just like with tequila, it used to be produced this way with with tequila. But as tequila grew, um, they had to make you know sacrifices uh, to make it more efficient, right, with the demand. Um, and I'm hoping that mezcal doesn't lose a lot of its character uh, that you get from these traditional methods. Oh, by the way, yeah. we we had a mezcal and juniper distillate and cocktail. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, it's super amazing. I gotta try. I that. have never tried this kind of combination in my life. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> you gotta come and try, man. It's pretty amazing. I would love to. <laughs> That's actually something I've always thought. So um, after moving here, I wasn't super involved in necessarily FMB before coming here to Hong Kong. But as I've met you know more and more bartenders, um, one thing that's really interesting to me is learning about where you guys get you know inspiration for things. And so I'm guessing that you, uh, especially with Telcamelia and um, some of the other projects that you work on, you bring a lot of inspiration from Nepal. Yes, a uh, lot of inspiration actually. Uh, my experience of food and traveling wherever I go, but especially this one, so I love also gin. I know it's very people like ah gin, but yeah, I love it. I like it. Yeah, fuck everyone. <laughs> uh, so I like gin as well. So I was, I, I think I told you as well, right? I told Jay as well. Like, I'm gonna blend the mezcal and gin together and make it something so I can drink it myself yeah. and let people try. If they like it, it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> if hey. not, then it's still I have a bar, so we can still gonna serve it. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that it's really cool to, to play around with, with new things and trying to be innovative. It's, it's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think it's, it's trying to be innovative is a thing that is kind of a pushing to a new way to promote, like same as tea that we do, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's become a thing people like was only for like elderly people, you know, the drinking tea in the home. and So that's what we want to change. I mean, getting back to you, how was your childhood? When how was my was, childhood? Yes. So how uh, were you drinking mezcal and tequila when you were a kid? <laughs> Actually, pretty early uh, for like American standards, oh, okay, but maybe okay. maybe not Nepalese standards. Yeah, no, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it, uh, when I was growing up, um, maybe when I was uh, 13, 14, uh, we used to have citrus trees in our backyard. So we had one... Uh, grapefruit tree, uh, a lime tree, and a lemon tree. And so we always had fresh citrus. And my parents both were big uh, margarita fans. So we would, uh, my, my mom would be making uh, some margaritas and then she would, you know, give me some. 
and uh, we'd have some of that together. So that was like my first introduction to tequila was drinking from margarita. So what's the childhood in, in San Diego you said you're from? No, no, I grew up in Arizona, Arizona. Uh, in Phoenix, well, Tempe, if it's a small section within uh, Phoenix, which is the capital of Arizona. Yeah. Um, so I grew up there and then I moved to uh, LA uh, and I lived there for eight years before moving here. Uh, so I just want to know, uh, because I haven't talked to anyone who, about the, the childhood in the state. We know people, adult, how did they do after 21, you know, we do the same shit over here. Yeah. But how was the childhood in, 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 in growing up over there? Anything particular? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, what's it like? Well, I grew up in Arizona, so it was... You guys do uh, wild stuff like going to hunting, and this is what I... did a lot of camping. Actually, one thing... You do camping? I, yeah. I thought you like only hotel stuff. Like. No, 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 no. Actually, no, it's a good question, actually. Now, it, you're triggering some so yeah uh, I was actually talking about this with Jay uh, he's trying to get his son into hiking with him and I think that's awesome because one of the reasons why I think I enjoy hiking so much is because I used to do it with my family a lot so we used to do tons and tons of hiking throughout Arizona Arizona you think of as like this desert yeah, yeah. nothing there, sounds, right? I mean, but actually there's amazing uh, hiking within the desert and in northern Arizona um, we used to go uh, backpacking with my dad, so we brought in our own tents and everything. And those kinds of trips were really were man. Amazing. I never knew this Andrew before. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was talking to you earlier. I was like, oh yeah, we're doing we do <laughs> hotel. And I, was like, and I was thinking, I'm gonna. I was like, man, we do so much camping, and this guy's going hotels all the time. And you're not a camping guy. No, I like, love camping. <laughs> I love Joyce, my fiance, not so much. She, I think she likes glamping. You know, yeah, like, like fancy glamping, fancy, fancy yeah. camping. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, having that. Um, I think, uh, so this is what I was talking about with Jay, is that uh, there's a whole new generation of kids that I think aren't as exposed to those kinds of things, like doing nature. outdoors things and nature and appreciating all these things. Because you, know, you have the screen in front of you, you know, why do I need to go camping when I can just watch nature on a, on a screen or something like that, right? Um, people are playing lots of games and things like that and not I think that it's really good for anyone to just get out and appreciate, you know. But why you don't do that in Hong Kong? I, I do. Actually, I do. No, when I, was the last time you camped? Like, no, not hiking. Or no, not, not camping, camping, camping. But, but hiking. So I really, really enjoy hiking, especially here in Hong Kong. You know, it's so densely populated and, you know, it's such a hustle and bustle city that um, for me, it's really nice to get out and, and go hiking. There's some amazing hiking trails, yeah. as you know. But you, you finish all of them, I guess. Most of them, most yeah, of them, yeah. 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 I, I'm not uh, as crazy as some people. You yeah, know, are yeah, doing yeah. like you know really really long yeah. expeditions. Hopefully one day I'll get 100 there. Hundred kilometer. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So so growing up camping was one thing that you. Yeah, so I remember. loved going camping and I played sports growing up. So I. What sort of sports? Um, Don't tell me soccer. <laughs> I, I did play. I did play some soccer. Some football. By the way. I did play some soccer growing up. Uh, actually, my two sports were soccer and ice hockey. So I used football. to play yeah, and ice hockey. Okay, football, football <laughs> and ice hockey. Uh, and then as I got older, I decided that I didn't like to run as much. So I uh, continued with ice hockey until I hurt my shoulder, unfortunately, and stopped playing as much. But I used to play ice hockey. That so was is a that a, is, in ice hockey, is the people like, they let you fight? Mm -hmm. Right, that's the thing, right? When you're younger, I think it's a little bit frowned upon. There was one time when we got in a fight uh, in a championship game. No, but they yeah. let you fight literally, right? That they will let you at, fight. At a certain age, but we were, I think we were like 12 or 13, right. and we got in a huge, like a huge fight. You know, there's three periods in hockey, and uh -huh. we, were, we were in the championship game, the final game of the season, 
and we didn't get to finish the game because there was this whole brawl and they kicked us all off the ice. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a fun game. I think that team sports growing up are really important for people because you get to kids, learn. Yeah. yeah, because you get to learn uh, how to interact with people. You learn how to uh, get along with people, people you may, maybe don't like or maybe do like. Um, it's really important, you know, for socializing. So there is a there's a camping, there's a the sports. How about the what are the bad thing that you avoid? Bad thing growing up as a kid. Can you give me an example? I don't know, man. It can be for you bad thing can be a good thing for me, so I don't know. That's true. <laughs> good point. Bad thing growing up. Negativity. Uh, negative things word. growing up. That's a good question. I don't really know. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Uh, See, man, you no, it's not all. It's all sunshine and roses. Yeah, yeah, obviously. that's the thing. That we, uh, we had just, a we had a pretty bad um, experience growing up. Probably yeah. uh, every one of us. I'm sure you do have, but we don't have the way you have. You guys have uh, the guns and you know like people <laughs> that we don't we don't have those kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have we have uh, easy easy stuff like. <laughs> No, I mean, I think just regular things uh, growing up. And when I was in high school, uh, I played ice hockey my first year, and I made a lot of friends through ice hockey. And then when I stopped playing ice hockey, um, I changed my entire social group. Uh, I, mean, I still was uh, friends with some of the people I played hockey with, but um, you know, changing social groups in high school is pretty challenging, so I guess that was something different. Um, Man, I, I'm you're that was a really good question. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of you know bad things about my childhood. Uh, that I, you knew that is bad and that's why you avoid it. But maybe get into a little bit. But like okay, man, I I mean we I used to I don't know if this is necessarily what you're talking about, but I mean we used to party a bit and yeah. uh, and that was like. You're not supposed to do that. How's the party in, 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 in... It's very different than in Hong Kong. I don't know how it was in, in Nepal, but in the U.S., because everyone has houses, you mostly you just, like, go over to a friend's place and have, like, a house party or something we like that. We have jungles, yeah. <laughs> of course, they won't have houses, There right? you go. You just got into the jungle. You can't really do that in, in uh, Arizona because it's too hot. <laughs> you need some air conditioning. But, uh, yeah, no, we used to... Yeah, growing up, we used to uh, throw some parties and... Uh, even after after I grew, got older, I would tell my parents about when they like left one time and threw a couple parties at our house. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, so that like, because I've seen it in a movie, you know, like they got pretty. There was one movie okay, they burned down the whole house. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I yeah. mean, there's there's the the what's in the movies is not necessarily so far from the truth. Like there's actually quite a lot of shenanigans that go on um i i do remember my freshman year uh right before i went to high school so before my freshman year started uh 14 13 14 13 13 um so i was 13 had never been to high school yet and i got invited to go to some house party uh and it was uh, mostly like juniors and seniors right so they're older people who are you know uh in a really really nice neighborhood in a huge house so we showed up and as we were showing up cops were just showing up to uh to actually break down the party and i went with a friend who 
uh, wanted to just like go in the party, even though cops were breaking it down. Really? Uh, to just like go in and uh, to get some leftover. I don't know what he, he was like. I just want to get some water. I want to. I want to like say that I went into this party, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like the cops were literally yeah. kicking people out, right? And uh, there's a uh, uh, curfew for people in in the U.S. So I think the curfew is like 16. And at that time, I was obviously not 16 yet. So, so also, you cannot go out. Curfew means uh, if you if you're 14 or 15, yeah. you're not allowed to go out after. You can't just time. be like walking around in the streets or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, still, I don't know actually. What? Yeah, yeah. But when I was growing up, we had curfew. Yeah. Without like a, you had to have like parental. You had to be with like your parents or something what? if you're outside. I don't know. Uh, just. It's just a thing. It's like a stranger thing coming out there. I guess so. Fucking kicks I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. To protect people. But uh, yeah, so this, this friend of mine uh, started arguing with a cop who was telling him, like, what are you doing? You can't go into this party. We're breaking, you know, we're shutting it down. Like, he's like, no, no, no. He started arguing. And so the, he threw me, him, and the two other friends I was with into the back of a cop car. We're like, I, I, had no, I didn't do anything. I just like walked up to this place. Or maybe you're lying now. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. And then what they did was they, they proceeded to take each one of us out of the cop car, put us in handcuffs. Handcuffs. Over the, the back of the, the, the cop car. Yeah. And had it, like called our parents to come and pick us up. And so before I had even gotten into high school yet, people like seniors and juniors and people were seeing me like handcuffed to a cop car. It gave me a little bit of street cred, I'm yeah. not going to lie. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a crazy experience. My, my, uh, they basically like said, oh, you're out past curfew. Because we didn't do anything. We hadn't drank anything or anything So like that's that. what they, they find excuse to actually. But yeah. they just handcuff people over there, right? Yeah, they, like they, they let me off with a they My mom came and you know as we were driving away, obviously she wasn't super happy with me, but she was like, yeah, that cop was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how can they handcuff 14 years old because he was just walking on the street? I think they just wanted to teach us a lesson. But you learned the lesson? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no point, no point. Nah, nah. Then after that, you moved to high school. So there was, I'm sure nah. there was a, a great party in high school as well. Yeah, we, we partied a little bit in high school. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah? Again, house party. House parties, house parties. And a lot of, uh, it wasn't so, so crazy all the time. But yeah, we, we did a little partying. And then I went to a school, uh, a university that was very renowned for partying. So... That was a bit crazy as well. So it's party every weekend. Not every weekend. We 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 don't have a party. I mean, no? the growing up, my I I didn't have a party because it was just going to school, coming back. Oh yeah, we have a different types of parties. It's not like party. You know, you go there. I think that's the reason we can't handle party, man. Really? Yeah, we we we're not a social people. I realize. Not, not used to it. Yeah, not used to it. Didn't grow up with it. <laughs> we didn't grow up with it. I'm, not, a, I'm a seasoned veteran. I'm. I'm yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm my experience, because maybe probably in 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 there, uh, these guys have a different experience. But I'm growing up in a village. We don't have fucking party. We just go there and drink booze and hide and sleep. Yeah, there's no like house party. Oh yeah, there's house party. The chicks coming over. And I know. <laughs> We, well, I mean, we used to play, like, drinking games and stuff like that. And I remember, so I did a, uh, actually, one thing that was really, really cool and something that is maybe one of the reasons why I moved out to Hong Kong is um, when I was in high school, I got into a Sister Cities exchange program um, where I went and lived in Macedonia for six weeks. And when we got there, 
I mean, it was a bit of, you know, the Wild West in that, you know, there weren't a whole lot of rules and, you know, it was 18 to drink, but it was really like if you had money, you could drink. So there is a place in the state that you can drink after 18? No, no, no. When I went to Macedonia. Oh. The, so when I got to Macedonia, it was like anyone could drink anywhere, basically. So they don't care, right? Yeah, in they Macedonia, didn't care. They don't care. So we go there. Or well, I, I go there. Know, I'm not kidding. I thought Macedonia is America. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, Mas- Macedonia is a tiny little uh, yeah yeah I know. Uh, I yeah, yeah yeah no problem yeah, yeah. no judgment no judgment but uh, most people don't know Macedonia so no problem so you were just drinking over there not at all the time but um, yeah we we would uh, you know do you know go drink and stuff like that and uh, I I suggested that we would do like beer pong or drink you know drinking games. And the overwhelming consensus was what literally what they said was, why do we need to play games? We just want to drink. <laughs> I'm like, because it's fun. They're like, drinking is already fun. We don't need that. I'm like, okay, fine. See, that's a cultural <laughs> effect, right? Cultural difference. Uh, Some uh, people don't need a game, man. They just drink. Like, you guys that's party. The that's the thing. I think in, in if I go back to Nepal, I, I encourage people to do house party, man. Yeah? House party, yeah. It started earlier, but start earlier. That means you start early. No. I mean, we're not... Um, sharing these uh, things that okay, we have to drink yeah. but if you had a drink drink with a social drinking right not like getting drunk and yeah yeah that's we missed out so now I'm, I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm no, trying to get in the game social drinking we still it's still gonna take time I'm, I'm 21 so <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to like saying no when you know uh, when we're out and stuff like that or you know people want to keep going and so uh, you say no my, well, my, my body is starting to tell me no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> As I'm getting older, the, the hangovers are getting worse and worse. This year, actually, I have a lot of no's. I have a lot of no's because uh, I was kind of not drinking, not drinking. And on top of that, I was sick, sick, sick. So I had a lot of time that I didn't drink this year. Is it, do you find that being in the industry, is it is it hard to kind of... You know, no, I mean, because you're always around it. Yeah, we're always around it, but it just think we don't have to stop drinking. But I, that's personally, I think because if you're advocating something and you don't drink, that probably I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, it's like a I've seen a a poster that says you can't trust a skinny chef. It's the same thing. (laughs) No, I mean it's it's not a thing. You know what I mean, though. But the people, people. People think we we can't avoid. We c- definitely we can't avoid. Yeah. But we don't want to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you it's, just need to balance it, right? We just need to balance it. Sometimes people don't have balance. And yeah, I mean, man, if you want to get a lecture about life and fucking about uh, a healthy, man, there's a YouTube and there, man. I'm not here to tell you, man. Yeah, you gotta fucking do a this yoga, that yoga, and this this one of drinking. We are old enough to do and choose what we want to do. Yeah. If someone want to party, let them party, man. Yeah. We're not here to judge. Yeah. This is something I want people to understand. Like, I think we should not judge people. If they're drinking, they're bad. If they're not drinking, they're good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that uh, everything is, is fun in moderation. And, uh, you just have to learn how to balance it for yourself, you know? Yeah, we, yeah. Have, to, we have to balance out. And But the thing, yes, if... The drinking affecting your profession, drinking affecting oh, that's your, a different story. your yeah. family life, then again, as a friend, we can give suggestions. Yeah. 
But again, is your life, it's brother, your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sister? Sure, Man, sure. you enjoy however yeah, yeah. you want to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so I want to tell people to party. <laughs> I go back to Nepal and I haven't been there for two years, two and a half years, probably almost three years. Yeah, so yeah, time. house party is a thing. <laughs> I've got to go Pokhara, I'm not from Pokhara, but these guys from, I tell people the house party, man. So they learn, you know, they, after that, they, they get to learn how to drink, socialize, not fighting with each other after getting drunk. Because <laughs> they don't know how, because they, they, don't, they do. don't do very much. Yeah, they don't do very yeah, much, yeah. because we just drink, as you said, why do we need to play a game? We need to drink anyways. <laughs> See, there's a difference. So yeah. that is that is actually I, I really admire that that party that we need because as you said, there was a friend who just wanted to get into the party. He didn't want to even drink. He wanted yeah. to drink the water, but he liked the vibe. He just like the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need this kind of people as well. Yeah. Have you, do you know anyone who party all night without drinking alcohol? Party all night without drinking alcohol. Uh, my my fiance. Well, she she's small, so she only needs like half a shot to. Be good yeah, for the I whole time, but most yeah. I don't I don't know a lot of people that don't, I know a couple, but I think most people will have like one drink. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and just kind of chill. And they can party if they if they don't drink very much. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. So yeah, they. I mean, I have to. We have to give them respect. These people, man, who actually don't drink and party. Yeah, I have to shout out to these people, man, who can party until six, seven a.m. Well, when I, drinking. When I, I just went to the U.S., as you know, and uh, I just went like kind of a bit crazy trying to eat and drink and do everything that I can't do here. It's my first trip back since you know, moving here. And when I got back here, I actually was cutting out a lot of my drinking. I went on a, a junk boat uh, party, and I didn't drink the entire time. And I have to tell you, that was kind of challenging because everyone's like oh hurrah yeah. hurrah so I, I respect this year you can do it yeah. this year right I did that also oh really I did that uh, I've been to two junk board this year I didn't drink alcohol wow. but but I have to pretend that I'm drinking so I have to I'm carrying something with me but I wasn't drinking because not but you do if you know me well I love drinking by the way I love drinking I can drink morning I can drink night yeah but sometimes my body tell me I don't feel like drinking, so I was like, I don't want to drink. Yeah. If I want to drink, if it's 6 p.m., I'll still want to drink. It's, it's, it's what I like, what I want to do. And same with the with the, the cigarettes also. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it just automatically tells me, oh, man, I, I have to smoke. And I have to smoke, and I have to stop, I stop. So like board party, this year, first time, two of them, no alcohol. Wow. Watching That's people. impressive. Yeah, watching people getting drunk. Usually I get super drunk, but this time I'm just watching people getting drunk. It's fun. Because a junk party, that's like basically the reason you're going is to drink. go on a boat and to drink. Get drink, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it's it's uh, sometimes you just have to listen to your body, like yeah. you said. So uh, that's one thing that I think as, as I start to, to get older, I'm going to definitely have to tap into a little bit more and more. I think... <laughs> So when you get old, it's automatic. The body will tell you, right? Yeah. It's time to drink. Yeah. Time to not to drink. Exactly. But I'm 21, man. Yeah, you're so it's, young. It's you got plenty of time. It's happening to me right now, man. Ah. What's wrong? What is wrong? Because it's converted in dollar and Nepalese rupees or what? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the numbers are converted. I'm in Nepal. I'm 21, but in here, man, fuck out. <laughs> It's changing. Yeah. It's changing. So what? What's what's new? What are you doing nowadays apart what from work? What am I doing work? now? 
honestly, so one thing that I've been doing is, uh, <laughs> speaking of not drinking, I've been going to actually a lot of new bars and trying lots of different uh, cocktails. As I've met more and more bartenders, yeah. I want to go out and support Man, I other people I meet. Yeah, it's really fun to, to see what people are coming up with. And um, I, I just, I, there's such, you know, as you know, there's such amazing people in the food and beverage industry here and um, such nice people. And I, I really enjoy going out and, and, you know, showing my support. Um, and then uh, also just been getting into, I've completely, as you know, nerded out about tequila and mezcal. Yeah. But that has caused me to want to also learn about other Others, uh, anything, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So I've started, you know, going to different tastings of other things as well, and learning about shochu, which I had never even heard of before coming here. And so there's just so much out there to to learn about. I'm always trying to learn. So that's what I've been doing recently is just kind of bringing myself out there and trying to learn as much. But as I don't I can. see you active in social media. Uh, somewhat, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. because it, that's very important. Yeah, if you. I mean, again, is is a profession. Like, I if I have a choice, I don't want to use uh, Instagram and anything. It's I think it's a challenge because I I actually prefer not to uh, be on my phone all the time and be Instagramming all the time and things like that and using social media all the time. I think there's a I enjoy having a bit of private, you know, keeping yeah. things to myself yeah. and the people that I'm with. But at the same time, um, you know, especially with like Mezcal Mission, for instance, we want to promote it. Yeah. And how do you promote it without doing that, right? Yeah, you so have you have to, to you right? Have to. Same thing, yeah. because of being a business owner, like I have to, otherwise you don't see me post, especially posting about what I'm going to eat, what I'm drinking, that's how many times this we're talking about I, when I go for camping, I never post anything about it. Yeah. It's my personal stuff. Yeah. Um, I will, I should probably do to get, uh, to let the people know I'm also a normal human being, <laughs> <do> normal stuff. <laughs> Apart from drinking and, and partying and, yeah. and education, educating people about the tea and the cocktail. But yeah, I think I think I should I should post about hey guys, I'm 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 having I'm walking a, in the escalators right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'll post things occasionally for I mean you see some weird stuff in Hong Kong, so if I have my phone out, I, I've captured some just things that I find weird or interesting or funny or whatever and I'll, I'll post things as like stories or something but um, when it comes to like making posts and stuff like that I usually don't do that as much yeah I don't know maybe in the future I will maybe I won't I, I find that I really try to just appreciate for a thing you know when you're when you're using social media you're kind of appreciating something through a lens almost yeah. like you're trying to craft something for other people this is what you know when you come talk about appreciation I think People are, you are definitely appreciative, you say that the, the industry is very appreciative about what people do. But I think we should be more proud actually what our peers are doing over here. Mm -hmm. We should be, <coughs> we should be more, uh, you know, appreciate what, what the people are doing in Hong Kong in terms of f and I mean, yeah. although the whole podcast, I mean, we're not here to talk about f and but once we talk about, I, I don't know people, why don't we do that? Why we have to... Uh, uh, <coughs> be a jealous person and, and you know there are some people when someone get a award people get jealous someone get uh, these things someone get what, what, what is what if someone working hard for that thing I think they should deserve to be there and mm -hmm. we should be there to support them and, and happy happy for them and you know clap, clap for them rather than just there are so many people that actually negative vibe yeah 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 I, I 
luckily I haven't been exposed to that side of things as much I'll as maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I know that that side of things exists. Um, luckily, Ooh, why do I you guess, think it exists? I think inherently people get and, jealous and about, also yeah. sorry, uh, sorry to cut you. And also, when people tell you that, they're like, "Oh, uh, it's normal. It's a human nature." But really, like we have to. Uh, oh no, it's competitive nature. Yeah. So sometimes people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing, amazing." But when they go to their their the real close zone and they're like oh yeah that guy or this guy or that lady or that bar or you know like this that thing is like is is as count as a normal if you don't do that that means you are not ambitious or you're not hard working i think that uh everyone has insecurities and i think that kind of jealousy or that kind of energy that you're talking about uh, stems from people's insecurities and everyone has insecurities I have insecurities I'm sure you have insecurities and you know people deal with those insecurities in different ways yeah so some people are better at channeling those insecurities as opposed to maybe letting them dominate how they uh, approach a certain you know, situation um, but I think that at the end of the day if you I, I at least for myself I can't speak for other people yeah. but I even when I feel a certain way about a situation, and, and sometimes I have challenges, you know, f dealing with insecurity or something like that, um, but I always try to change my mindset if I'm having that situation, and I try to think about positives of the situation, and, and try, you always should try to be supportive of other people, because the better other people do, you know, they're, the better for everyone, right? Especially yeah. in F&B, right? So the more attention that, you know, bars are getting about cocktails and things like that, yeah. it's good for the whole yeah. industry, I think. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, yeah, I haven't been as exposed to maybe yeah. some of that negativity because I'm myself not like an actual bartender. Um, but from my perspective, I've really met some just genuinely awesome people. Yeah, food and 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 I mean, so all of the people, uh, they're awesome. It just why bring that topics that they are we should be more more supportive supportive yeah to what, people why do you think that there's that challenge I don't know just the competitiveness that's, yeah yeah no but the thing is yeah. if 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 let's see if I'm not uh, if not talking about it if I'm not jealous about it that means I'm not uh, like a, a competitive person that means I'm like oh whatever man you fucking no one <laughs> also over the last two years have been very challenging for yeah. food and beverage right so I think that has also put a microscope on everything that's going on yeah. um, you know it's it's been challenging for everyone right and so one per you're you're not just right now you know it used to be that you're marketing to not just people from Hong Kong but tourists from all over the world right and there's a lot more business to be had exactly. right so I think inherently th uh, over the last two years it's you know it's become maybe heightened because of that uh, lack of demand or and also there's been you know the shutdowns you know bars not being able to be open for a very long time if they didn't have a, a food license um, bar back when you know things were closed at 6 p.m. yeah which is in and of itself something but um, yeah I, I think that people you know may you know are, are everyone's struggling and some people are dealing with it differently than others but yeah um, like you said, I think I think things are starting to get a lot better in Hong Kong um, in terms of people going out, people you know 
maybe spending a bit more at, in food and beverage. Um, but a lot, I think a lot. A lot more, right? Yeah. Especially over uh, 2019, or so sorry, 2020. This year, um, this year there's no December, there's no November, so it's, it's like all consistent. Yeah. It's all consistent. It used to be, people say from November onwards, the busiest month, but I'm sure all of the the great businesses this year, people have June, July, August, yeah. because there's no one traveling. <coughs> and if you're doing something good, of course, the, the people will come over there. But you still need time to recognize, uh, recognize by the people, you know, people still yeah. need to let people know what you're doing. And, and after that, the result will be there. Maybe it take, takes take some time. Yeah. But we need people like you to spread out some positivity man try man some, try. some miscal shot to put it down <laughs> <laughs> no I, I always try and when i when i do go out i always try to at least post about you know the place that i'm going and saying about you know the the cool stuff that they're doing and um just trying to be supportive because at the end of the day you know everyone uh you know is just trying to do what they can and and trying to show what they're passionate about and I think that's great. That's what I like the most about FMB is just how genuinely nice everyone yeah. has been to me, and watching them express themselves or express themselves through their passion of making you know really interesting cocktails and uh, sharing knowledge. Um, I think that I, I like going out on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, because so it's, quieter. so it's quieter and I can actually have conversations so with bartenders as opposed to going. Because uh, I I, lo I love having those kind of conversations with bartenders. I really enjoy learning about why a cocktail is being made the way it is, with the different distillates that are being used in that cocktail. Um, and I feel like I'm a jerk if I'm trying to have that conversation on a Friday night when you know you have a hundred and set or three hundred you know covers you know or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So. But that's that's the thing. People will still come and talk to you, but it's better to be. <laughs> know yourself okay this is not the good time <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and I, and I don't want them to have an expectation that I'm like this guy who's try, who's getting in the way of service you know <laughs> so yeah I usually try to go out and uh, on the on the weekdays uh, but I think a drinking culture in state is more stronger than Hong Kong in what way in a way of drinking drinking like just kind of oh, um, oh, yeah and also sorry I, I also mentioned uh, because you know we some friends asked me, do you want to do, do a, a bar, uh, you know, like this uh, theme inspired by in, in the state and in New York? And I told him, there's none. They, will, they won't be because it's the generation that has been grown in, in, in let's say, uh, let's take example of New York. They've been growing up drinking old-fashioned, you know, yeah. like Negroni, Manhattan. So it's very, very thick. So that's why <coughs> Asian market is open for all types of concepts all types of, of uh, creativity mm -hmm. because we are very young so the cocktail of, scene yeah, yeah the cocktail yeah. scene I think that's good I th that's a really good point I think it's because yeah. I think is I give you example one of my uh, very good friend or my I would call mentor uh, mr. Spencer yeah I don't know you met him uh, I don't think so so um, so he he told me that actually like because there their their grandparents have been drinking Negroni Wow. Like I mean, not I'm sure New York, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you ask my grandparent about old fashioned, I obviously, man, you fucking have no idea what the fuck is old fashioned, bro. Who just fucking give me out? I'm here to drink. <laughs> that, it, it wasn't old fashioned. They just didn't call it yeah, old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's drink. why is 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 easier to 
to come out with concept and uh, let the the guest in Hong Kong and in Singapore and places like in Asia to tell them, "Hey, this is the way you drink. You know, this is the this is the way you should have it." Then going to, to they're willing more open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're going to New York and tell them, "Hey." Have my tea espresso martini. Well, fuck off, man! I fucking I want to have my Negroni. <laughs> you just add some truffle as well. It'll be truffle Negroni. You add some peach. It'll just make peach Negroni. But yeah, just I want my Negroni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you, you know what? That's that's really interesting. You say that because back in the states, you're right. I, whenever I would go out, I would just get an old fashioned or, or something pretty basic and just be done with it. And I think a lot of people order that way in the U.S. But Simple, here, right? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And so that's why when I came here. And trying all these different cocktails, um, it's been really fun because there's. I'm starting to learn more, you know, all these different aspects to building flavor profiles and you know con- compare or yeah. contrasting flavors and. Is is if if you never try something, I know it will be, uh, not weird. Maybe different. Out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, yeah. It's same as I mean the example is same as if I give my kids. Um, cinnamon and I tell them this is apple and suddenly I give them apple after 10 years and what they're gonna think yeah. oh this is cinnamon so same thing we, we just drinking 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 same stuff and suddenly I just gonna let you try the mezcal with juniper you're like what the fuck is that <laughs> man <laughs> well, you, and in terms of maybe you won't be good I'm not I'm not I'm not here to tell you that this is the best but yeah. it's different <laughs> no, well, I think what we were talking about before with all the expats being in Hong Kong I think that it takes a certain type of personality to move from another country to you know the or Southeast yeah. Asia some people can't survive by the way but the ones that do are very open to things right yeah so those people are very open to new experiences to adopt uh, the culture exactly and yeah. so I think maybe that is another reason why cocktail bars are, are uh, maybe doing well in Hong Kong specifically the, is the because concept the concept bar. exactly yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're open to those different ideas and different things and yeah people people easily easy to easily adapt different types of concept in Hong Kong for sure than compared to New York yeah so much yeah. so much like <coughs> you know man imagine you go to New York and open a uh, like native you know like you know have you know native right they, they have yeah. like the a, 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 people like what <laughs> i don't know man like imagine you opening a bar uh um like this room like it's not it's, it's hard they were like oh, okay man it's okay well, good i like it but let me go back to my old-fashioned <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i think uh that that is one fun thing about people you know living here and, and moving out here is being surrounded by people who are you know, constantly looking for something new, looking for something different, um, you know, challenging each other, but also helping each other. Um, people that I've met in Hong Kong in general have been very, very supportive. I think because everyone's kind of new and and there's always a constant the, the amount people of people out of industry that you meet. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and so I think that's something that's really unique about Hong Kong. Yeah, it's just how. Everyone is, because a lot of people are in the same spot, right? You know, they're they've been here for one or two years, or brand new to Hong Kong, and everyone, uh, I guess, everyone wants to help other people. I've found that, at least for me. Um, I think I think is not so. That thing uh, is needing of help in terms of some people do help to gain something from the person. That's that's true. <coughs> that's yeah. also one thing, but some people will just. 
help because you have extra time. Like we do a charity event in, in Telco, we do a lot of charity events. Recently we did a charity event to uh, buy an ambulance. We actually we bought one ambulance in Nepal. So we just did it without even, I'm not going to get, people ask me, do you have to post it? I, I, didn't, I didn't even post it because if I'm start doing this thing because I want to do it, but you don't want because I wanted to do it. It's not I want to do you it. Don't want, you're not doing it because you want other people to see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not doing it just because of the attention. Yeah, because of the attention. But yeah, yeah, yeah. some of my friends tell me we should also do that so people know what you do so you get more support in the future for if you want to do this kind of event again. Rather than I'm coming from nowhere, suddenly I do, hey, I'm doing a charity event. They're like, what? But where you been this fucking 10 years? Yeah. You're like, no, I, haven't, I have been I've doing been it. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so is it like we are, we like this charity event, um, anything, anything, like you coming to over here, like we're not getting, and I'm not getting anything out of this. It's like what I wanted to people to see and know about yourself, and especially people in Hong Kong, we've never been to state. We actually never been to work in a relationship. What is that? The, what do you do again? <laughs> you work logistics. Logi- <laughs> <laughs> See, so, you're, you're, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, it's, it's, it's tough. So I get to know, and I think people who's gonna listen and they get to know. And again, it's unfiltered. So we're not here to, to talk about good stuff for someone, or bad stuff. Someone is like whatever I feel is right. Whatever you feel is right. We just we we share and yeah. some. I think most of the things we talk is nothing bad. I guess. I, I enjoy just hanging out yeah, and talking yeah, to you. Yeah. Apart from it's fun. you telling, I love that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, as long as as long as I come out of this with, uh, you know, my fiance not trying to, yeah, 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 get, you know, not too angry at me, then we're good. <laughs> rest is fine. Rest yeah. is as fine. Long as, as long as I can sleep on my bed tonight, no, no problem. Right, man. Cool, man. That I think that's we can wrap up. Cool. Thanks for thanks for coming, man. Of course, man. And thanks for always sharing the positive vibe to our people. Course, man. Yeah, man. All the time. See, Cheers. it's always good. And then we're gonna see you very soon for the mezcal tasting and the Mexican. Actually, I probably get the number from the lady. Uh, see, yeah, there is a one lady. I told you they showed me the number. So she will buy uh, food, all the shopping, and she come uh, and then cook. Sounds good. I'm, listen, I'm always game to have some Mexican food. I always have that itch. For me, it's Mexican food is uh, like my uh, comfort food, you know. But you know, are you Hispanic? No, but I grew up in Southwest, yeah. so yeah, that's that's what I grew up on. Is what is the Mexican best Spanish food. food in Hong Kong that I? Uh, what is the best Mexican food I should try in Hong Kong? Best the Mexican food. Only one, because I'm going next week. <laughs> the only one. Can I give you top three? No. I'm giving you top three. <laughs> I can't do that. Top, top three, because I, I really like street tacos. Yeah. So my my top three tacos in Hong Kong, 11 West Side, uh, Chino, and there's a new restaurant that just came out called Pablo. Uh, oh, yeah, in Chim Sachu. Yeah, in TST. Uh, and they're, they actually brought a chef from Mexico uh, who's doing some really awesome stuff. So um, if you want to try a new place that just opened up, yeah, Pablo... Yeah, check that I know out. the people who run. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Cheers, man. Cool, man.